Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Mostly Motorsports. I'm Scott Trailer, along with Kirk Elliott. We're the Racing Boys. Producer extraordinaire, Todd Surprise, helping us out here, as always, on the show. And uh, it's a good day today. Just, just so you know, we're feeling pretty good in Kansas City about our Chiefs winning the Super Bowl yesterday. What did you think about that game, Kirk? Man, that was a great football game. That was a great game. If you, even if you weren't a fan of either team, that was a great game to watch. You know, I'm I'm a little bit under the weather today. So you celebrated a little bit too much I last night. I celebrated a little bit too hard last night. And uh I I'm I'm just not feeling up to speed today. So, what time did you finally lay down and go to sleep? Well, I went uh, I laid down and went to sleep. You know, the problem is when you got the NFL network you can just sit there and grind it out and watch that forever. Soak it all in. Soak it all in. You know, watching Patrick talk, Andy Reid, um, uh, Orlando Brown, uh, all all the great players. You know, it that was uh, such an enjoyable win last night, wasn't it? It did look very good at halftime when uh... – Patrick Mahomes was hobbling around. He got hurt again right before the end of the first half. I'm thinking to myself, you're already down by 10 points. It didn't look very good to me. Right. Todd, what did you think about that game yesterday? Yeah, it was it was one of those games. Were, were you, were you kind of nervous yeah. at one point during the yeah. game? Right, right before halftime, just like everybody was, I thought. It's not looking it's too not good. It's not looking good. Now we have a hurt hurt quarterback we're back to where we started in the game in Cincinnati already and and you our know, team at that point hadn't looked that good so that was where my my biggest issue up until that point we right. hadn't I I think the turnaround you know you talk about every, everybody talks about it, but the fumble by the other quarterback that that momentum swing that to me was the whole difference in the whole game because at that point they were marching, they were still, you know, right. marching down there. That was a right. momentum swing. But yeah, that that game was not uh, at halftime. It was one of those ones. <laughs> our, our our good friend Tammy, she just chimed in, said, "Congratulations, boys, on the big win last night." Not going to lie, that was a gut wrenching loss as an Eagles fan. I'm sure. Yeah, it was. I can imagine. Uh, you know, the, the the turnover turned out to be a big part of that game. Philadelphia played a great football game. I thought Jalen Hurts yes. was fantastic. He made that one mistake. He dropped the ball on the ground, and the Chiefs scoop and score turned out to be a big moment in that football you game. Know what, that really cost you know what? You know what I? You know what I get real satisfaction out of more than anything is all we heard about was the defense of the Eagles. How many sacks, uh, uh, third all-time um, in, in the amount of sacks, I think it was 70, right? Yep, 70-something. And, and, and they didn't even get to Patrick Mahomes well, one time. Well, we and that's where I got the most satisfaction out of it because, to be honest with you, they had me kind of worked up <laughs> in, in a frenzy. Yeah. I was worried about the the defensive line for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. I, I was worried about them. Were Chief Kirk? Well, yeah, but they, you know, they were really good, but they'd not played an offense quite like the Kansas City Chiefs. Right. That's the big difference in the game. But hey, you know, the Chiefs have been on the other side of that losing in the Super Bowl. 
the Eagles have won a Super Bowl. They did that five years ago, so it's not like they've never won a Super Bowl. Right. But uh, the Chiefs fans know what that's like on the other side, losing, as they did two years ago against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But I, I got to tell you, Philadelphia played a great game. That turnover turned out to be a huge moment in the game that really cost Philadelphia. Yeah, no doubt about it. That hold at the end, right there at the end of the game. Yeah, even even the player said, you know, I held, I held and was just hoping he wouldn't call that. But yeah. Juju, hit, if, if you looked at a, three other plays that we had on that, that same exact type of route um, where the guys are going across and, and faking like they're going to run completely across, he, they had their guys faked out in that. And when you get faked out, you grab. And I've got a photo on my Facebook page that you can clearly see the the whole jersey being pulled. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's not like – I mean, it was so – it was quick. But the jersey was being pulled out of the, out of his pants, and the the number nine on Juju's back was distorted because the jersey was being pulled, and it, and it is what it is. You hate seeing a call like that, but I mean that's it is what it is. It man. is. I mean, that's, I mean, listen, he was holding. He he, right. he did. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, Tammy says the Philadelphia fans want the deep. Eagles defensive coordinator fired. I'm sure, but guess what? He's going to get a head coaching job somewhere else, so I don't think they're going to have to worry. Because uh, they're they're grabbing those Philadelphia Eagle the offensive coordinator and the they're, defensive coordinator. I heard coordinator. the offensive coordinator is going to be the head coach of the Colts. Yes. what I heard. And then the defensive the Colts. coach. Yeah, yeah, the offensive coordinator. And the, head, and the defensive guy has two interviews this week. That they were, other teams are holding out before they announce who they wanted. So mm. now I'm, is anybody going to hire Eric Bieniemy? Well, if you heard one of the things last night, it was kind of a strange, or maybe no, it was this morning's press conference. So this morning, if you got to watch NFL Network, they brought out. This is the day after uh, Andy Reid and and Mahomes. They brought them both out to talk this morning when and Roger Goodell handed the trophy and and everything. And so. Um, what I thought was strange was he, they kind of like talked in past tense of Eric Bieniemy being there, like they know something that's going on maybe that M- Matt Nagy might be the new offensive coordinator. I think I think you I think we're looking at that. Did you notice right. Andy Reid was really talking up Eric Bieniemy? Yeah. How about Eric Bieniemy and the job he did? Calling all those. Yeah. He did was making sure Eric that Eric Bieniemy was that the other guy. He the sure nose. did. Yeah. <laughs> Put his hand around him and whopped him right in the right nose in the on, nose, on right. accident. But people don't realize Andy Reid, people think he's a lot older than he is. He is he's 64, six, going on 65 years old. I mean, that's not very old as far as coaches now. He's the oldest head coach to win a Super Bowl since, I can't remember who it was, probably Belichick. I don't know how old Belichick is. But like you said, he's not that old. He's not going to leave anytime soon. He's got another right. four years. He's going to be coaching here. Old Terry Bradshaw, he wanted to get him retired last sure, night on sure stage. Sure did. Said, what in right the hell is the going on? Hey, Todd, what's <laughs> going on with Terry Bradshaw? I don't understand. I think what happens, you and and trust me. How old is Terry Bradshaw, by the oh, way? He's got to be 70-something years old. 70-something old, 72 probably. Yeah. When you get up to that age sometimes, and you know as well as I do, Scott and Kirk, you do this for a living. You're a broadcast. You're filling time for so long. Right. It it gets. And they were on the air eight hours. Eight yes. hours. It gets the best of people, even who are the best, right? Right. So sometimes you say things 
that you are thinking in your head and you shouldn't say. And as you get older, your your filter goes away. Mm-hmm. I know some people around me personally that I know that they've lost their filter. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're like, oh, gosh, I hope she doesn't say something when we go somewhere. Cause Carrie she, Bradshaw, 74 years 74. old. 74. So, and he's got cancer, too, doesn't he? And he's he? got he's been battling cancer. And he's got a, you know, so if you didn't hear what he, whatever the hubbub was about, he he told Andy Breed to waddle on up here to the stage and, and talk to us. And and, and and Clark Hunt gave him the stink eye like, I can't believe you're bashing this guy for his weight after he just won his second Super Bowl. Right. And the, I mean, this is the first thing you say to this guy. And then he tells him to have a cheeseburger on us. Now, we all know, heck, one of the plays was called Corn Dog. That's that was the play that that they ran there with um, Sky Moore. That was that play's called Corn Dog. So we all know Andy Reid is a foodie. He talks about it all the time. Right. But you don't tell someone to waddle on up to the stage. We all know Andy has bad knees. We saw him at training camp where he had to he had knee replacements. He sat in a damn rascal for one one training camp because his knees were shot yeah and and for terry to say come up and waddle, he wears those socks too he does yeah. have to wear all the compress so that's what the hubbub so if you do a hashtag terry bradshaw this morning you'll see the on the social media it's a it's a big buzz on social media today because like you said you're on the air a long time you, you're feeling it you're feeling air you're gonna say something silly eventually and oh, yeah that's kind of what it sounded like happened to me We've done that before. We have. I mean, we've all done it, and right. we know we work on it. With when the, we were on the air for fifteen hours at the at the shootout, <laughs> things get said, man. Right. And you go, man. You listen to it the next day, and you're like, ooh, I can't believe I said that, or I can't believe somebody said that. And like you said, it isn't a terrible. It's just, you know, that's probably what cost Scotty. It, that we were just. That's where I was just gonna go. That's what happened with Scotty Cook, and we were right. just talking about that the other day. Just talking to him on the show. He said something about a mustache ride. Yeah, and that that did him in. And that did him in. Porn stash or something. Porn stash. That's (laughs) what it was. (laughs) Oh, well. You know, uh, Scotty, uh, we'll have on here later on in the show, is not a corporate uh, type. We'll just put it that way. No, he's not. Mm -mm. That's what we love about him. Yeah. And we're also going to have Ben Shelton on, too. Yeah, talk about the uh, late model races. We didn't see any racing on Saturday night, unfortunately. We saw some racing at Volusia, but the right. feature got rained out. But uh, Kirk, did I make the good... Late model show got ra- totally rained out at East Bay. Did I make the right call coming home? Yeah, you did. Except uh, you would have seen uh, a show night? on Friday night. Right. So they did get two features in on Friday. But that was questionable, whether they were going to get all that in. Right, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, a little wet weather. Let's hope it uh, clears up. Got uh, NASCAR coming in to Daytona on Wednesday for qualifying. So, and, th- and there's racing continuing resuming tonight and tomorrow night at East Bay where the All-Stars will be in action tonight and tomorrow night. Yeah. Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. You know, I, I really enjoy the All-Stars. Don't you, Kurt? Yeah, and what we saw last week at Volusia was just like a World of Outlaw show because all the World of Outlaw guys were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think it will be tonight and tomorrow night, too. Don't you think that a lot of those guys will hang around, run those uh, two races in the next couple nights? I would think so. Yeah. Um, David Gravel went back-to-back at Volusia. He looked strong. That Man. track was heavy. It was fast. They got a lot of rain down there. 
and uh, started out the night running that makeup feature from Thursday night, and he spanked him there. He looked just about as strong in the nightcap. Mm. Ryan Ragland just chimed in. He said uh, Jimmy Owens just announced he's running with the World of Outlaws for the first time in his career. Did Something you? different. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Driving for a different team this year. And, uh, yeah, he'd been a pretty exclusive Lucas Oil late model guy for right. a lot of years. So uh be different seeing him over with the uh, World of Outlaws this time. Does it pay more to win the championship over with the World of Outlaws? No, it's, uh, I think, still $150,000 to win the World of Outlaw title, $200,000 to win. Kirk, did I not see somewhere? The Lucas Oil late model championship. Did I not see somewhere where it said it was going to pay $185,000 to win? On the World of Outlaws? Yeah. Uh, could I'll, I'll check on that, but I thought I saw one hundred fifty grand for the World of Outlaws title. Mm. Can you look that up? We'll look it up. Yeah. But um, the, the Lucas Oil Late Model Championship does pay more. Yeah. And, and how about Hudson O'Neill? He went back-to-back at East Bay as well. Yeah, <clears throat> driving the Rockin' House car for the first time, stepped in when – Brandon Shepard decided to stay closer to home and drive his own family-owned team. And Hudson O'Neill was tabbed as the new driver this year and uh, took him a few races to kind of get used to what's going on over there. But uh, Hudson O'Neill has got it figured out right now, winning the last two races down at East Bay. Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> uh, a lot of rainouts this weekend. That's a bummer. Yeah, I mean it's uh, Saturday night especially, uh, and the All Stars are going to be running tonight at at uh, East Bay, right? East, East Bay tonight and tomorrow night. They did get the. Uh, and that's going to be on Flow, right? Right. Mm-hmm. They did get the NASCAR Tour modified two hundred lapper in at New Smyrna Beach on Saturday night, where Ron Silk picked up the victory over there. But every that. other race on Saturday night got rained out. Yeah. Uh, I I am just I'm I'm just a little under the weather today, just so you know. You gonna be able to make it? I'm I'm hopeful that we're gonna make it. <laughs> right. I'll tell you what uh, Ryan Gustin he, he picked up a uh um a win with the uh Lucas Oil Eight Models at East Bay, didn't he? That was on Wednesday night. Wednesday night. That was his first ever win in the Lucas Oil Eight Model Series. He'd won some races in the World of Outlaws, right? Uh, but that's his first time uh, taking the checkered flag in the Lucas Oil Eight Model Series, and he was driving a rocket car too, right? Did you see where Travis Pastrana um, picked up a Gator? Yeah, they uh, they ran a different format for the UMP Modifieds at Volusia this year, where they had like six features. In each night, they had qualifying, and then they divide the modifieds up into six features. Had about a hundred cars, and so they'd run six features, except for Friday night, where they ran Saturday night's format because they saw the bad weather coming in, and they ran on Friday night what they would have run on Saturday night: a set of heat races and a big main event that Kyle Strickler won. But every other night this week, they uh, split them all up into six feature events. Travis Pastrana won one of those races, I think, on Thursday night, I believe. I don't know what night it was. But he picked up a win. He yeah. got him a Gator. He did. That's always good, man. To pick uh, up. 
couple of guys that did pretty. Ethan Dotson did really well down there. He won a couple of Gators first uh, couple of nights of the uh, event down there. And uh, Justin Haley uh, won a couple of nights in a row. Tyler Nicely, another guy that won multiple Gators during the week. And I didn't see, of course, they got Saturday night rain. They were able to qualify those cars on Saturday night, but they didn't run the uh, six features that they'd had scheduled on Saturday night. That's crazy. So I didn't see the final rundown on the Gator overall Gator championship. I'll check on that and see who right. uh, who actually won that. Yep. All right, Kirk. Um, so what uh, what is uh, new in your world, Kirk, right now? What's going on? Hey, I'm a Kansas City guy. <laughs> it's all about – it's all about it's the all about this championship, <clears throat> yeah. Right now, I mean, yeah, you know, for everybody that's listening to us outside of Kansas City, and if you're an Eagles fan or if you're a fan of any other team, sorry about that. But hey, you know, we're we're Kansas City people, so obviously we're all we're we're kind of getting all over the moon here. We're all, a little giddy today over yeah. over our so, Chiefs. Excuse us if we have interjected a little football into the racing here. Right. This year, but uh, you know we understand that this doesn't happen every year. Right. You know, you you got to relish these moments when you got them. And next year, it might be if you're a Bengals fan or an Eagles fan or a Bills fan. Next year, it might be your does, year. Does that year, make so. him a favorite for next year to win the Super Bowl? Well, I think if you win the championship, you're the favorite until you're. What not. do you think, Todd? Well, absolutely, and especially in our division, you. We we already have a lot of chaos going on in our division. Our new coaches, new quarterbacks. We don't even know where Derek Carr's going. So you've got Peyton's going to be good over there. Denver. Yeah, but it'll take them a year or so to get. Yeah. You can't just come in and and turn things around the one year. I mean, even Andy Reid under Alex Smith. You know, we didn't we didn't we we started off zero and six that year. You know, and then we finished strong. But right. Um, yeah, makes us the makes us a heavily one of the big favorites, one of the top four in the AFC. You've got four strong teams next year. You got to think, Baltimore was a really strong team. They may not have their quarterback next year because he's he he's yeah. talking. He wants to leave. Yeah, he's talking about moving on, and he's his own agent. So if he's gone, he is yeah, that's the whole thing yeah. about this. He's his own agent on that deal. So, yeah. You're going to have Cincinnati, Buffalo, Kansas City, <clears throat> San Diego maybe in that in that hunt and then I don't know there's going to be your AFC your your wild card things but yeah that puts Kansas City in the top top 4 in the AFC right there no, no already I mean right. but you look at Patrick Mahomes what, what like you said what that puts him at he's in the category of some names with winning two Super Bowls Kurt, like this you were saying uh, that puts him in uh, winning two MVPs. Well, he's the first guy since Kurt Warner yeah, in 1999 to win both the season MVP and the Super Bowl MVP. Mm-hmm. First guy to do it since Kurt Warner in the uh, 1999 season, 2000 Super Bowl, Super Bowl 34. Right. Uh, and there's only five other players that have won the Super Bowl MVP more than once. So he's a, he's in a group of six players that have won. Who multiple, are those six players? Uh, well, you got Tom Brady, who's won five, and you've got uh, Bart Starr, 
uh, Terry Bradshaw. Uh, you've got Joe Montana, who's won three. And then you've got uh, Eli Manning for the Giants, who won a right. couple. So uh, Patrick Mahomes in a pretty elite company there. And here's the thing I like about Patrick Mahomes is that, yeah, he's, what, worth a half a billion dollars or something? I mean, he makes a yeah. lot of money, no <laughs> yeah. question about that. But when he's out on the field, you know he's not thinking about any of that right nope. now. He's, he's not thinking, thinking about, about that money. The only thing he was thinking about last night, forget forget the injured ankle, forget everything else. The only thing he's thinking about, I'm getting my hands on that trophy at the end of the night. That's the only thing that matters. People, people also have to realize that we won that first Super Bowl under a, a rookie contract with Patrick Mahomes. That's when you have to. That's when you have to make hay. Is when that quarterback, your franchise quarterback, is under the rookie deal, because right. that way you can surround this guy with the kind of talent that it takes to win a Super Bowl. But what we did yesterday was when post the rookie deal. This guy's under a contract, and we know how big this contract is. It's ten a, year. Five, half a billion, half a billion dollars. dollars, and yet we were found a way. Brett Veach and our team was able to find a way to put players around him, and we lost Tyreek Hill because we couldn't pay him. He wanted that big bucks, and as you know as well as I do, in in Florida he doesn't pay the sales tax like he does in Kansas City, Missouri, right, or in Overland Park, Kansas, where he lived. So when you win under a non-rookie deal, you become the like the Tom Brady's. Now you're going to get players that want to come to you and play for your team. Right. Because they realize you're the guy. You're that guy. Right. No and, doubt. That, and that changes everything with that second win and three appearances in a Super Bowl. That, that Tony, that return that he ran for 65 yards. Longest, that was, man, longest that return in Super Bowl history by punt. on a punt. And, and he catches a touchdown as well on that same type of route, that misdirection route. Right, no doubt. That punt return. That, that was, was that was a good, good trade for us. <laughs> pick up third. It was a a late third round or a fourth round pick. And he that, wants for, to be back here. He wants to be back. Juju said, I, "I'm not. I don't want to be with anybody but Patrick Mahomes." Right. And that makes a big deal when you say that out there. I mean, I know it. It's hard to turn down that money when another team comes calling, but. I look for us to to land a couple more big free agents that might want to come in and play on a cheap deal just to be part of this ride. Because you know what? This ain't a fluke, guys. We've been in the Super Bowl three times in five years. Right. That it's this isn't a fluke. So if you want to jump on and get go for a ride with us, yeah, we've that, got room, man. We got room on the wagon. Hey, I just want to point out uh, Kyle Strickler did win the overall Gator Championship down there. Points. Oh, wise. he did. And Lucas Lee won the Speed Weeks Championship. Now, they raced at East Bay and Volusia. And all those races at East Bay, followed by Volusia, Lucas Lee was the overall points championship for the Speed Weeks. You, you, the USAC's going to be at Volusia tonight, too. Yes. Right. Tonight and tomorrow night. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Ben Shelton's going to join us. We're going to talk a little bit of late model racing with Ben and... Talk about what happened down there at Volusia and East Bay. That's all next right here on Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod In Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. We'll be right back with more. Stay tuned. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. 
Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodinsupply.com. Missouri's must play, get away, Osage National Golf Resort. Three nine-hole courses to choose from at the Lake of the Ozarks in the Osage River Valley. Stay and play packages in our first-class condos. A beautiful clubhouse complete with pro shop and exercise facilities. A large pool for relaxation and families. The Eagle View Sports Bar and Grill. Great wedding facilities. Go online and make your tea time today. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Especially sportswear in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery, we do some vinyl. The other ad specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars, you can actually buy that, build your business to make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. Welcome back to Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod In Supply. Featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. Joining us now on the show is a longtime friend of the Racing Boys, Ben Shelton. How you doing, Ben? 
Oh, man, I'm doing great today, Scott. How are you, sir? I'm, I'm doing pretty good today, uh, considering my Chiefs won yesterday. <laughs> it was close. It was close. It was a barn burner for sure. It was very entertaining. Yeah. What did you think of the game? Did Were you a little surprised about all the hype that – that they talked about Philly and their defense and 70 sacks for the year tied for the third most amount of sacks in one year. And they didn't even get one sack yesterday. Well, I think everybody missed the stat lines because you, you had the sack stat. And I think the, uh, the under over was 50 and a half. So we blew right past that too. So turns out sometimes that uh, I guess not only in racing, do we not know what we're not talking about? I guess sometimes in other sports, they don't know either. Oh, that's true, right? Sometimes we just don't know what we're talking about. Um, ben, what uh, talk about a, uh, about the late model racing that went on down at East Bay, and uh, we we got a um, Ricky Thornton right now as the point leader. He started out up there in uh, uh, in Georgia. Um, Hudson O'Neill did he not run up there? No, he did. Uh, Hudson was in con- he he was in contention a couple nights. He uh, he was in the top five one night. Another night he was running third, and he and JD got together. But um, probably not the Georgia they wanted. But by the time they got to East Bay, things were much better. Hudson's running for the Lucas title this year, so yeah, he was at all the Lucas races and uh, second in the points after winning the last two at East Bay. And of course, Saturday we got rained out. So he probably hated to see that worse than anybody. He was going for the hat trick of three in a row. Right, right. Um, let me ask you this. How big a deal is it for Rocket to go back to back? Well, I mean, that was it was a, it was huge for the team because that was Hudson's first win with the team, and those guys were feeling a lot of pressure. I mean, you know, and, and Hudson admitted that it wasn't the pressure that the team was putting on him; it was the pressure he put on himself. I mean, when you're in the best car, you're expected to win, and mm-hmm. uh, so you know, it was big for that. But I think probably the bigger story is. You know, the the Rocket one team won the final two races, but they also won all five races at East Bay, and that was the first five big wins of the year for Rocket. Longhorn had been sweeping everything. So, you know, the storyline to come out of that is a lot of people had written Rocket off, and now Mark Richard said, hang tight, maybe not so fast, my friend. Yeah. You know, at, at one point, it looked like Devin Moran was going to get up there and challenge for the lead, but all of a sudden he just kind of faded there a little bit. Can you explain what happened to him? Yeah, I asked him about that. And basically, I mean, it just shows how important air and other things are in the sport. Uh, you know, he, he's going for the lead. Caution comes out. Next thing you know, he's back and forth. And he said, man, I just didn't get a good restart. And after that, it's it's hard to pass, man. It's just these cars are so much good competition. It's so equal. And he goes, my car wasn't quite as good after that caution. But bigger than anything, I just got a bad restart. Lost a few spots. And I couldn't get them back. Mm-hmm. Hey, Ben, this Kirk, uh, boy, that racetrack really uh... – was the probably the best all week that it was Friday night? Uh, just to, did they get a little rain over there at East Bay? No, I mean they they worked it different, um, you know. And <laughs> Tyler Erb probably and maybe rightfully so takes a lot of the credit for it. He he had told him they'd been packing the track from the top down, and he made the comment after Thursday's show they needed to pack it from the bottom up, and they did that. And just late sealed in that moisture, it just. The track never streaked up, you know, and, and never took rubber, never got black, got, you know, a little bit of black weight in the feature. But um, it, it's just kind of fascinating, you know. That's what I remind people all the time is well, we walk a fine line in this sport, and sometimes perfection and total not perfection really aren't that far apart. And sometimes you change things up a little bit. But, yeah, Friday was better than the previous four nights combined, 
uh, or three nights combined, and it really, you know, it was unfortunate we didn't get Saturday in because I think Saturday would have been even better. Right. Ben, uh, we've talked about it quite a bit on the show. Uh, the money in late model racing right now is just ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, it's a lot. I mean, there, there's a lot to be had. I mean, you know, the, the Lucas Oil point, Points Fund is, you know, over a million. And the Outlaw Points Fund, without their other bonuses, is, you know, late models is up near 800000 And, you know, and then I think the, the World of Outlaw late models, they have about $3 million in purse money this year. And Lucas has got over $6 million. You know, and then you have my Castrol series. And, you know, we've got, you know, we've got almost 800000 in just in just purse money. And then, you know, even no bigger than our series is, we've got about another 150000 in points money. So there's a lot to be had, and if you race smart and you know, and you take care of your stuff, I mean, I don't, I, I still think, unfortunately, the way our sport is, you're still racing to break even. Best case scenario for a lot of the teams, the drivers make money, but the team owners not as much. Um, right. But there's a lot of money to be had out there. And, you know, this year we don't have a million to win. You know, the sprint cars have got the million to win this year. Um, but even with that, there's still a lot of chance for a lot of teams to make a whole lot of money and. Um, you know, and definitely race as much as they want. I think Tyler Herb raced 129 times last year. You know, it's kind of crazy to think about a top-tier late model team racing that much when, you know, it wasn't that long ago, you know, they were racing maybe 70 to 80 times. Hey, Ben, seems like we're seeing more passes for the lead this year. Does that have to do with uh, – they got a new tire rule this year, right? Well, you know, I don't know that we've been able to put a finger on it yet, but I feel like the tires have helped. Um you know, I think in all of the Speed Weeks races so far, we've only had three races didn't have a pass for the lead. And I would argue last year we might not have had three passes for right. the lead. So it's definitely flipped. Whatever it is, I hope it keeps going. You know, we start back at Volusia tonight. Volusia kicked off Speed Weeks back the you know the third week of January, and they had passes for the leads in both the World of Outlaw shows. I mean, Devin Moran won, but he had to pass to get there. So I hope we keep seeing more of that, Kirk. I mean, it's very exciting and uh Man, you, you want the fans to, you know, it's not cheap to go go anywhere anymore or do anything. You want races that pay fans to pay their hard-earned money to see good shows, and you want the racers, you know, to not have to start on the pole to have a chance at winning. So I'm loving what I'm seeing, and I hope this is a taste of things to come this year. Boy, everything went well for Jonathan Davenport last year. I mean, he he did everything right, and nothing seemed to go bad for him in 2022. Not the case this year. I mean, he looked very strong at the Wild West shootout the He's first three races. Points, right? But then it's been kind of an up-and-down season so far for Jonathan Davenport. Hey, you know, it's been interesting. Um, you know, after he won the third feature – if you had told me out at Votto that the next three he's going to be he's going to lead laps in all of them, I would have said, "Well, we're paying out that Penske Pater jackpot bonus, the three hundred thousand for six wins." But he didn't. He he won the first three. He led laps in the next three, but he he wasn't able to get the wins. And it was kind of like that kind of set the the mantra for what he's run into down here at Speed Weeks. You know, he won one above a raceway part, but he had back to back nights um, or back to back race nights for him, not necessarily consecutive nights, but at Alltech Raceway and East Bay Raceway Park, where he tore up a lot of stuff, largely not of his own doing. He even told me at Alltech uh, two weeks ago, he goes, man, this might be the worst night of racing in my entire career. And then at East Bay, he didn't have quite the luck. So, um, and, you know, in Volusia, people think about J- J.D. being a, a big track person. He'll be racing in Volusia. I think he's not going to start until later in the week. He's only ever won one race here, though. He won here back in 2018. So, We'll see if he can get it back on course. I mean, the pieces are there. Yes, they have, you know, their crew chief from last year's was Stormy Scott and Jason Durham, and, you know, and they lost Tyler, their tire guy. They got they got new people over there, but uh, they've got all the resources. J.D.'s obviously a great driver, and uh, I think he'll get it on track. I really do. I think 
I think we could be having this conversation six months from now. We could be like, wow, Jonathan Davenport's got 17 wins now. You know, I, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. Uh, ben, what do you think is the biggest change over the winter uh, when it comes to driver-team combination? What do you think is the biggest mover, shaker uh, out of all the drivers? Well, I mean, I think the two eyes obviously are on, you know, Hudson O'Neill leaving Double Down Motorsports and going to Rocket One, and then Devin Moran leaving Ty Torg Racing and, and going to Double Down Motorsports. I mean, both those both those guys have won two races this year now, you know, and Devin Moran and Hudson O'Neill, and they're two up and coming, very talented young drivers. And, and to me, that's that's head and shoulders above. I mean, you know, Nick Hoffman moving from the modified ranks into the, the Ty Torg late model and. He's second in the outlaw points, only about you know only a handful of points behind Chris Madden, the points lead right now, and he's got a already a pretty commanding lead in the rookie battle. That's captivating, but you know head and shoulders above everything is going to be Hudson O'Neill and Devin Moran. Yeah, um, let's talk about Flow Night in America and, and some of the races that are going to. When's that going to pick up? We get kicked up uh, in April. We we go to Eldor and Brownstown there in late April, and we got a, where we started last year. And, you know, we get things kicked off there. And, um, you know, it, it's always exciting when you can start something at a place, the caliber of Eldora. And then you got so much history. You know, the next night we, we head over to, to Brownstown. And, I mean, it's just so much history between those two. We started there last year. Mother Nature delayed us a week, but we got both in. And, I mean, it just it, it gives you a big a big foothold when your season starts that way. So we're gearing up for that. You know, we, we tried racing in March in the past. and. Man, it just rained. So we start April on 18th and 19th at Eldor and Brownstown, and then we're off almost another month. And then, you know, we, we're, we're the front end of the Illinois Speed Week. We'll be at Spoon River Speedway there in Illinois and Lincoln Speedway in Illinois May 10th and 11th. And the next two nights, the Lucas Oil Lake Motor Dirt Series goes to Fairbury, uh, goes to Farmer City in Fairbury. So four nights, four great purses, all within about an hour of each other. So we're really excited for this year. You know, Brandon Shepard got the title last year. He had perfect attendance, so he got 75000 We posted the same again this year. If you have perfect attendance, you get the title at 75000 If you don't have perfect attendance, we did increase it. Last year it was only 30000 to win the title without perfect attendance. We've added – we pushed that to fifty. which I, I really think that the guys are going to be title contenders. They're going to run all 13 races, even though your best 10 count. So mm-hmm. we're geared up for it, man. We Here's winter year three. We would have never dreamed that we'd get the popularity that it does. And, um, you know, we can't wait to see what this year holds. You know, I'm always amused at the uh, conversation that you guys have in the car driving home from the races. (laughs) So that that's very interesting. You know, Scotty Cook and I used to do that back in the day, but um, uh, it's just amazing the the knowledge that people can get from listening to you guys when you drive down the road, and 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 you just pick up on a lot of information from you guys when you're doing your little drive. Well, we get all this really heavy produced stuff that we plan months out. Um, you know, we, we've used a lot of our downtime down here planning stuff out for the year, and it's still it's um, you just can't make it up. It's the most popular, probably the most popular thing we have. We do there's no planning, and it's organic, and it just and there's no production. You know, Facebook Live, and boom, there we are. So we started a few years ago as kind of a goof, and it instantly became the most popular thing we've got. We've got a uh, mile-long list of people that want to sponsor it. We're like, no, man, it just this thing needs to always be organic, no sponsors, and it's just it's who we are. And um, you know, I think by le- middle of last week, I think we had hurt somebody's feelings on there, which is probably the longest it's ever taken to have a track owner, or a series operator, or a driver mad at us. So that was a new track record getting that far. But uh, no, we're just uh, you know, it's one of those things, guys. And I know you run into it with what you do. 
everybody wants the honest opinion. They want you to say exactly what you're thinking right? until it doesn't jive with what they think, and then all of a sudden they're mad. So yeah. um, so we, we kind of take that for what it is. But, no, we have a good time with it. And at the end of the day, man, it kind of helps break up the, the insanity of what this is down here. This is day 20 that I've been down here, and i got five more days to go. And so we just have fun with it. We give everybody a behind-the-scenes look, and we just ask people not to take us too serious because uh, we're, we're kind of knuckleheads, uh, especially when we're off the air. And, you know, it's just it's just what we do. But, no, it's it, it's really fun, and, and we do enjoy it. And we hope it gives people perspective that we don't just work in the media. We're race fans. We like racing. We like to talk about racing, and uh, we like sharing that with people. Uh, dare I ask who you made mad? It could be a track owner in Florida. We'll leave it at that. But <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Okay. Hey, we made every track they, uh, operator mad. You know, here. They, they yeah. understood. They understood. And hey, man, I get it. It's hard, dude. And uh, and it was, um, you know, they just they they just wanted to feel a little bit of love. And it's somebody that tried really hard. It just didn't work out quite the way they wanted. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it happens every. Usually by now, we have five people that we think are going to run us off the road on the drive home. So we're up to one. But but he's good. We talked to him and. Uh, and like I said, man, it, it's one of those deals where um, sometimes I think our sport, I think the people in our sport get a free pass because, you know, it, if you watch the Super Bowl coverage before and after, right? I mean, you know, these, these people that are the media people, they don't pull any punches. They just say whatever they think, you know, no matter how, how ruthless it is. And I think we kind of try to mediate things a little bit over here. We try to have the facts out there, but we're definitely not coming bare knuckles at people and Sometimes people that push us to want to be that way are the same ones that even we're not that way, they get upset. And I'm like, man, if you're upset by this, you really wouldn't like it if we were unfiltered. Right. So uh, I think that's a hard deal, Scott. I don't know if you and Kirk battled. I'm sure you have battled that over the years of people wanting you to be honest, but knowing that sometimes you know folks can be pretty sensitive over here. Yeah, I'm, the- I'm just going to say, Ben, we've made every promoter around Kansas City mad at one time or another. Yeah, it's happened, <laughs> and we've had them to where they won't let us into the racetrack. No, I mean I get it, I get it, and you know, and, it, and again, I stress it's our opinion. It doesn't mean it's right or wrong. We're just right. our perspective, it, and, and hell, most of the time we probably are wrong. I know I'm wrong more than I'm right. So you but, know what? Uh, but, but no, but, but um, at the end of the day, Ben, we we end up getting along fine with them at the end of the day. So we, I mean, we haven't had any permanent, uh, you know places to where we just haven't you know had any way that we haven't gotten back together with all these guys we've made mad so right. they they know we mean well uh we, we've had yeah, a hundred percent i mean we're five years into the drive home and again we probably got a dozen people that were upset with us at some point or another and i don't think any of them to my knowledge have voted us off the island so <laughs> um it, it is what it is but no it's uh like i said we don't want to upset anybody but uh, you know, we're going to be honest, and a lot of times we say things because we want it to, from our perspective, we want it to make things better. Um, and we say we're probably harsher, and I know not probably, we're definitely, you heard some of these planning meetings, we're harsher on ourselves than anybody. I know I'm harder on myself on the Castro Floor Racing Night in America than I would ever dream of being on anybody else because I just want it to be as good as it can freaking be for sure. the drivers, the fans, and the sponsors. So I just, I'm even on the best of nights, I see where we can do a lot better. Well, you pointed out you are fans. I mean, you're not faking it out there. You're real right. fans, so you're thinking of those people up in the grandstands no that what you would want to have. Hundred percent. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it it takes a certain type of individual to be able to speak what's on their mind on on the air, and not everybody's cut out for that, right? Uh, uh, there's there's it's a hard. there's it's a hard. lot of people and out. It's that, easy to second guess yourself, as you know. I mean, it just is. <laughs> right. Yeah, no doubt. 
there, there's a lot of people that they want to be their friends or they want to be um, in good terms with these people. Right. At the end of the day, and I think you would agree with this, Ben, you're serving the viewer, the listener, right, the no race doubt. fans, the people who are watching. That's who that's who you were serving. We, we are, and I think we do see it from a little bit different perspective sometimes just because not only are we serving the fan as the media, you know, you know, Michael Rigby and I were heavily involved in the promotions and, you know, the operation of the Wild West shootouts, and now we're a promoter, and we want to service them there. And then with Flow Night in America, I want to service the tracks and the drivers and the fans. So I really try to look at it from the 1,000-foot view. Um, maybe the 10,000-foot view is a better way to put it. So, um, you know, we do. But – uh, you know, one thing I stress people, they don't believe me, is is we're harsher on ourselves than we'd ever be on anybody yeah. else just because we want to be good. And at the end of the day, guys, I'm just terrified of having a real job again. So i got to keep this thing going. Yeah. Uh, hey, let me ask you, is there one driver that you think that is going to have a, a better chance at winning the championship this year with the Luke Soul Late Model Dirt Series? Is there one? Man, I just feel like he's paid his dues and he's good in everything he gets in. I, I really think Ricky Thornton jr. Wins the title this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's made I mean, him so strong so far this year, he man. was impressive there in micros. He was good at the, he almost made the chili bowl. He came up just short, you know, and not one of the, you know, not one of the big teams either. He almost made the chili bowl, which you don't see just a ton. Um, and, and then he's been, um, he's been just so consistent down here at speed weeks. And I, I just think this could be a year where Ricky, you know, wins the title. Yeah. What 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 makes him so strong in terms of his race team and the driver himself? We've seen him race modifieds in years past, work his way up here. Uh, just what what has been his ticket so far this year? Well, I always say that dude could go to victory lane in a motorized wheelbarrow. Um, he just he can drive anything. I mean, he really. I feel like he's cut from that Tony Stewart, Kyle Larson, you know, mold where you can put him in anything and he's going to figure it out. And I've watched Ricky jump in divisions he's never raced and, and you know, in cars he's obviously never been in. And, man, he's a, he might not win, but he's a contender. He's up there. And he just studies racing. We got rained out at, at Alltech last week um, or week before, and for a split second he was getting ready to drive six hours down to uh, Hendry County to race a micro. Oh, and my then gosh. His, his, I think his, his kids kind of want to go to Dave and Buster, so the kids won. But, I mean, that's how hungry he is to race. He has that fire where if he could race five races in a day, he'd find a way to run a sixth one. And he's just he's really good. And then he's got a great team around him. Todd, Vicky Burns that owned that team, SSI Motorsports. Hudson O'Neill had success with him before he went to Double Down. And, um, you know, and you got Anthony Burroughs, who's the crew chief over there. And Anthony has worked for Clint Boyer Racing. He's a former championship-winning late model driver. He knows what he's doing. They just they have all the pieces. And they got a they got a heck of a will, man. And I just I feel like you know it's hard to come down here and be consistent everywhere you go at Speed Weeks. Ricky has been a contender at every single racetrack so far, and that speaks volumes. What What about Clint Boyer? Why did he decide to get out of late model racing? I think he just you know it was a few things. Uh, we actually last year the the Kyle Larson presents race we had a volunteer speedway um, that we're doing again on April sixth this year. Uh, he came and he sat in the he sat in on the broadcast with Dustin Jarrett and I and it was a blast. He's uh, Clint something man, <laughs> and uh, you know he just said you know his son has started racing. You know he wanted a little bit more time with the family. He did he did mention he goes I still got you know almost all the equipment I would need. So I wouldn't rule a comeback out at some point, but I just think maybe he just said I'm gonna spend more time with my family, more time at home, and you know put my resources into what my son's doing, and, and I respect that. Yep, no doubt about it. 
Ben, thank you so much for being a part of Mostly Motorsports. We we can't thank you enough for taking the time to join us on the show. And uh, we'll be watching this week, and we'll we'll just uh, we'll be watching some good late model racing. All right. Well, we really appreciate your support, and uh, I'll appreciate you always having me on. And uh, you guys keep doing what you're doing. Anytime you need anything, you are, are you going to be at all the uh, Lucas Hole late model races this year, Ben? I'm going to be at all the – Dustin Jarrett and I are doing all the TV races with James. Okay. So, yeah, I think my next one after this, I'll be at the Show Me 100 all three days. And, you know, we'll, we'll do races like that and, you know, and then the go for 50 and then, you know, Silver Dollar Nationals at Cusets and Firecracker and all that. We have – I've got 10 more weekends on the docket. But I've just got Timmy Irons in the fire to be at all 56 this year. But right. I think when it's all said and done, between the, you know, the 11 we got in down here, we'll probably be at – well, now that I think about it, I might as well should have done the rest of them. Now that I think about it, I'm going to be about 20 to 25 more of them. So I'm going to be at over half of them. So, yeah, you'll be seeing me quite frequently. Well, having your voice back at the Show Me 100, that that is a big deal to me. You're, no doubt. You're one of the original voices of that event, so it's good to have you back. That race largely launched my announcing career. Um, you know, opportunities like that, the top was 100 with, with Mooney Star down at Batesville and the Short Track Nationals with Tracy down at I-30 and then you know, announcing at I-30 one night and Scott Trailer asking me if I'd be interested in doing some ASCS stuff and doing that off and on for a couple of years. You know, stuff like that, it's cool getting back to my roots on a lot of things. And uh, getting back to the show me is one I've got underlined and circled. That means a lot to be part of that event. It's, uh, you know, it's been about seven or eight years, so it's going to mean a lot to be a part of it. You know, one thing about you, Ben, you're not afraid to work. And that's the, I am not, again, I'm afraid of having a real job, Scott. So I don't <laughs> say no to anything. I love anything I get to do in the sport. <laughs> All right, Ben. Thank you so much Good for job. being on the show, bud. All right. You guys take care. Bye-bye. All right. There you have it. Ben Shelton joining us here on Mostly Motorsports. We're going to take a break. When we come back, I don't know if I, I, I didn't remind Scotty Cook that he was supposed to be on the show today. Yeah, we, we might be having a shorter show than normal this week. Right. Because it's You don't post- think you can get a hold of him? Post chief celebration, know. I texted. I haven't heard back yet, so we'll, we'll we'll give it a whirl. If we don't, we'll just talk a little bit more and wrap up everything we got going on and right. and preview. Uh, we're going to have some interviews with some more Carb Hall of Fame um, inductees this next week. I think so I'm going to have to go up and eat another salt. That's why I said Chris, we're going to be we'll probably wrap this show up a hair early, but yeah, we're going to take a little break right now. So. All right, more mostly motorsports, and it's all brought to you by Rod In Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. We'll be back. In a moment, stay tuned. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Missouri's must play away. Osage National Golf Resort. Three nine-hole courses to choose from at the Lake of the Ozarks in the Osage River Valley. Stay and play packages in our first-class condos. A beautiful clubhouse complete with pro shop and exercise facilities. A large pool for relaxation and families. The Eagle View Sports Bar and Grill. Great wedding facilities. Go online and make your tea time today. 
Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and's radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Especially sportswear in-house. We do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other ad specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business to make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and's radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. Welcome back. Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. And joining us now on the show is somebody I bunked with down there at, uh, at the old, uh, what was the name of that hotel, Scotty, that we stayed in? The hotel that we stay, uh, Daytona, uh, Sandals. Sandals. But that was, Sandals uh, Resort. how's, how's things going? I, I, I want to get an update on your car. How's it going? Oh, well, <laughs> um, not much has changed. Uh, uh, still driving as it was. And fortunately, this will segue me into an opportunity to send out a very, very, very special thanks to the fine folks of Dayton Andrews Jeep Chrysler down in Pinellas Park, Florida. Um, Taylor Andrews is co-owner of said dealership, 
and he is also the owner of the sprint car team for Florida's own Mr. Sport Allen. And so I'm packed and loaded and getting ready to leave Gainesville and head down there. Uh, Mr. Andrews is providing me a place via uh, Sport and Melissa Allen uh, to lay my head for the next three to four nights down there at East Bay. And during a conversation with him yesterday, I explained to him the little faux pas that I had on the A1A <laughs> a week ago this morning, and he told me that uh, we can uh, bring that thing in and put it into the body shop tomorrow and put it on the alignment machine and see what we might be able to do with it. So that's about all I know right now, and um, at the very least, hopefully – we might be able to get that sucker realigned and possibly the arm, the bent arm um, replaced um, and possibly whatever, God knows what else, but hopefully that's all. But uh, that's where we are right now, and I'm just so very grateful. You know, it just all goes back to racers, helping racers and looking out for one another. Beat the hell out of each other on the track each and every night, but when uh, you get them loaded in the box, you know, they they just look out for each other, and I'm so very grateful for great people. Yeah. Scotty, um, I, I, before we get into talking about uh, what happened down at Volusia and whatnot, um, let's talk about that football game yesterday. Yeah. What'd you think? It was an, it was, I think that it was a, a nail biter down to the end, as everybody suspected. And, uh, Chiefs win, another Super Bowl win, another MVP for Pat Mahomes. Uh, Andy Reid, you can't say anything more about him other than we can just cherish the time that we have with him before he uh, before he bows out. He's had one hell of a career, and um, no sooner than that uh, that holding penalty flag was thrown late in the game to give him a first and goal. Right. I thought, here comes the Facebook ticker and all the crybabies. Right. Um, but when it boils down to it, honestly, you just can't grab a, guy, a guy's jersey just to keep him from running away from you. And that's nope. basically what happened. And all the people crying about it must have not have seen that. Uh, uh, all the people in Philadelphia are crying about it, Scotty. Yeah, I was sitting here with my buddy Eric Schrock last night talking about that. No sooner than the flag was thrown and uh, – uh, that that was my words ver- verbatim. Those folks down uh, over in the state of Pennsylvania are crying bloody murder right now. But it was justifiable. I guarantee you if she was on the other foot. Um, they wouldn't be you know, complaining. Uh, no, they wouldn't be complaining. And uh, there would be some Chiefs fans complaining. Uh, but quite simply, like I said, you can't grab a guy's jersey and just just to keep him running away from you, that's that's a hold all day. No matter how minor minor he grabbed it, he tugged it. And that's just yep. the way it was. And so, yeah, I knew no sooner that flag was thrown, I thought, oh, boy, that Facebook ticker's going to blow up with the crybabies. And sure enough. Sure enough. It did. Yep. So, yeah, great. It was a very, very entertaining game, back and forth, big plays. It went on the over for the over-under uh, gosh, late into the third quarter. So those who bet the over were secure and could breathe easily before the game's in. And um, 
not much more to say about it other than it was entertaining. Glad the Chiefs came out on top. And looking forward to seeing what next year brings coming into the season, being the 2023 defending champions. How about that big win by your Missouri Tigers over Tennessee the other day? How about that, Kirk? I have not even seen the highlight yet. I want to. All I saw was uh, via Facebook what I saw, you know, just on the ticker and people back home. Um, no sooner than it happened, the, the old n- news feed started lighting up. Wow, amazing, unbelievable. And I thought, what in the world happened until I read a short piece? And uh, it'll probably go down uh, as one of the more memorable moments in Mizzou Tiger basketball. There's been a lull and a void and uh, about 10 to 15 years of awful basketball. And I think uh, with that coach we've got in there right now and the young group of talent, excuse me, I think the sky's the limit, and I think they're sitting real pretty to get a solid seed in the uh, tournament coming up, regardless of what happens in the SEC tournament coming up. I'm not sure, Kirk, how many more uh, how many more games are on the roster for everybody. What their March Madness is, what, uh, two weeks away? So there's about, about six three more or four games. games left for everyone. About six more games still in conference tournament, something like that. Right, right, so. right. And um, – I'm very sorry that we uh, kicked the living shit out of those Iowa State Cyclones the way we did. But uh, I <laughs> you got to bring that up, don't you? Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, we lost yeah. the other day. We, we we lost a game at home the other day, so I'm not feeling too yeah. good about that. Hey, hey, but you know what? Well, the Chiefs the Chiefs washed all that away yesterday. So I'm no good. doubt. There you go. Listen, you know, you Scotty. Here's what here's what had me nervous the entire time when they were talking about um, how many sacks they had, they were tied for third, the most amount of sacks in a season, and they had 70 sacks, and that had me a little worried. But they didn't even get a sack yesterday. How about that? Man, that was glaring, too. And, uh, you know, one thing that that I I noted last night at about halftime, when uh, what's Big Daddy's name on the nose tackle? Chris Jones, sack, sack master. Yep, yep. I, I noticed uh, him at halftime. Uh, they had a shot of him over on the bench, and he was lighting all of his teammates up. Yeah, and he, he was. I, he was I, chewing their ass thought, out. Yeah. Well, the reason. Yeah, and that very thought occurred to me, dude. You have not even gotten any pressure on the quarterback yet. I believe I think he had an offsides penalty, and if you recall, you know, the, on the on the short the third and short, and the, what two for two on fourth downs, uh, maybe three for three, they were they were blowing him back off the ball. So uh, uh, just a just an unfortunate, uh, you know, they they did not get any pressure on the quarterback. Fortunately, when they did. They flushed him out to his weak side so that if he had to throw the ball, he had to throw it against the grain. And uh, thank goodness for uh, the backfield defensively with Nick Bolton and McDuffie and those guys really, really stepped it up. And uh, they kind of they compensated for, the, for what the defensive line lacked yesterday. I think it was a lackluster game for the defensive line and the defensive backfield was to the contrary. They really stepped it up. And, they covered uh, it. Uh, you know, I – I just thought that it was a real impressive effort. The first Super Bowl touchdown scored ever 
by University of Missouri Tiger last night with Nick, Nick Bolton picking up that fumble and uh, bringing it on in. He almost had two had they not called that second one back. Yep, no doubt. He could have been the MVP if not for Mahomes. I'm almost thinking so, yeah. I was almost thinking so. But, you know, you got you got to give it to Pat. I mean, what? Come on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. After, but, after he toughed it out after injuring his ankle again, right? Boy, 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 it was a long halftime wondering how he Ooh. was going to come out of that. Yeah, no doubt. You, you knew he, it, he, it knew really he was, was. going to get back in there. He'd hobbled out there on one leg if he had to. Oh yeah, he was uh, he was grimacing after he got up, and it just made you wonder how badly he was hurt. And I think that uh, I think that they probably got him in that locker room and shot him up with whatever they shoot him up with when they get tweaked and banged up, and he was able to soldier through the rest of the the game. But I don't think that he was able to do it without uh, pain. Uh, he does. A, I think he does a. You know, if you notice when he got up, he was uh, he was doing his best after he shook it off. I think to disguise it that he that he was that he was not hurt. Maybe, maybe yeah, not not hurt as bad as he was. But I think he was hurt for sure. We well, was thinking about hey, this forget the ankle, just tape it up. Let's move on. Forget. I'm not right. worried about that ankle right now. We got a trophy right. to win. Well, Kirk, that's easier for you to say until you get your ankle turned up underneath. Right. You try to do it. Yeah, but I'm, I'm saying that's what he was thinking. You know, he was saying, right. forget the ankle. Right. Yeah, well, the same thing is when he heard it initially in the uh, championship, or what was it, two games before that, um, he was very angry that uh, Andy Reid took him out and the backup came in he did not want to be coming out of that game well they so, had to x-ray it they had they had to x-ray it, make sure it wasn't had, broken they would have had to whack his legs off last night to yank him out of that game no matter how hurt he was scotty let's talk a little bit about um what was going on down at volusia david gravel man is that guy on fire or what <clears throat> man very very impressive he uh he has something figured out there at Volusia. I heard a stat the other night. Um, after the uh, back-to-back wins the other night, that makes 11 out of 12 starts finishing in the top five at Volusia. I don't know how many career wins, but he's definitely got something figured out there. He was on an absolute rail all week long. And if you flash back to night number one at Volusia, an all-star competition, uh, he came real close uh, to winning that one. Brad Sweet got around him late. He could have been three for four. Right. But, uh, nonetheless, a very impressive effort by David Gravel, and uh, he's really, really getting his season kicked off in fine fashion. You know, obviously last year coming up just short of the World of Outlaw Championship, and uh, he believes that they can get it done this year. Yeah. Um, Buddy Kofoit, man, what a run for him, run second. Um, Buddy Kofoid, is, is he the next big deal, you think, in sprint car racing? 100%, along with some uh, very talented rising stars that are even younger than him that are coming up through the ranks. But as as for what you want to keep on the radar to uh, guys that uh, are are stupid full of talent and have an opportunity to race on Sundays for a living – that's the one on the top of the list that you want to keep on the radar. One World of Outlaw win. He almost uh, picked up his second the other night. Uh, he's formed a really good relationship with Leighton Crouch, 
And uh, with High Plains Builders Division, and Leighton owns that car. Obviously, Leighton, the father of um, Brenham Crouch, a very young, talented driver himself. And on that note, uh, they're going to be down tonight, tomorrow night, an all-star competition at the East Bay Raceway. Not only will Buddy be driving Leighton Crouch's car, um, Brenham will also be running tonight as well as a teammate to Buddy Kofoid. So, uh, absolutely, Buddy Kofoid, I think, is the most talented young driver on the top of the list so far as making waves and one that's on the radar and one that you want to keep your eye peeled on to uh, make waves this season. He's already accomplished so much with the USAC's championships and, you know, he's venturing off into different things now, trying a lot, uh, getting seat time and wing sprint car racing, you know, and you guys know as well as I do, if you can win in uh, different kinds of race cars, uh, you're good. And there's no doubt that he's good and, uh, it's just a, it's a lot of fun to watch him race, and I honestly thought that he was going to be able to bring that thing home the other night before Gravel got around him late, and uh, I think that uh, I think maybe he should have used a, a wider, uh, higher line there in a late race restart because Gravel just railed him on a restart and drove right around him. So uh, right. very impressive young man out of Pin Grove, California, and uh, let alone the talent. And the ability, he's just a wonderful, um, personable young man. Great to visit with. And um, barring any hiccups or anything, I think there's a lot of lot of wins to come and a very bright future for Buddy Copeland. Scotty, I, I've got to bring this up. Uh, Donnie Schatz, he was pretty vocal about Anthony Macri and about the antics that he was playing out on the racetrack. He wasn't too happy with yeah. him, was he? Yeah, he wasn't, and that's um, uh, he pretty much said it too. You know, the the times have changed, and the era has changed a little bit. Such that had that occurred ten years ago, you know, you could have met at the back of the trailer and and knocked and each other out. Ass, but yeah, yeah, you just you just it's times have changed, and you just more politically correct times, and you just can't get away with doing stuff like that as you used to. But, uh, you know, he he maybe has a hall pass to bitch and gripe, you know, when you're the modern-day GOAT and you're in position soon in your career to start passing the torch over, then, you know, you got, you got, a, you got a bitch and you got, you've got a hall pass to bitch and gripe, and, and that's what he did. And honestly, I didn't see the incident. But what impressed me more so after the contact that folded the nose wing down, how he was able to run down the leader and pull off a slider no doubt. to take over the lead. And then uh, it wasn't but a lap later that uh, he Carson Macedo was able to get back by him. And by that time, the nose wing had started pushing up toward the top of the hood and uh, the handling on the race car was just going away. Uh, the further that nose wing got pushed up on the nose. He said as much that, uh, um, surprisingly, that he was able to uh, anchor the car through the turns comfortably with that nose wing like that, but he was very, very uncomfortable and very unstable down the straightaways. But uh, an impressive effort, nonetheless, on a racetrack that's ever been as fast as Eldora and Knoxville with a folded-up nose wing to run a leader down 
from more than 10 car lengths and put a big pass on him. That was very impressive. Yeah, I mean, he went most of the race with that front wing just kind of cockeyed after he'd made contact like lap four or something like that. But once that thing folded over. When, it, when the contact occurred, it was early, huh? Yeah, that was early in the race. I mean, he that, yeah. wing, that wing was just kind of cockeyed a little bit, but it was still there yeah. and uh, able to get the downforce. But once that thing folded over, that was it. You know, he couldn't, yeah. couldn't manage the race yeah, car at well, that point. Hey, uh, Scotty, yeah, on Saturday think... night, they got everything in but the A main. How would have everybody lined They didn't run a dash, so they were just going to line up and run the A main, but the rains come, knocked it out. Where would Gravel have started? Where would some of the other guys have started had they run that race? And will they run that race at some point? No, I don't, I don't think they will, and I think they've chalked it up and nixed it as a full show. Being that they got all the heats and even the B main in, um, I didn't go. I, I stayed at home because it looked all for not all day long. The rains were backed up uh, to the southwest, and it was pushing northeast all day. And um, it looked all but not that that thing was going to get washed out even before hot laps. But that rainstorm, the southern edge of it, uh, was right over the top of the racetrack all night long. And no sooner than they got that uh, B-Main done, a little arm of it popped out, and that was the shower that, that washed them out. So far as where everyone was going to start, I don't know. I was kind of running around and not paying much attention to it, thinking that I'd watch the A-Main if they got to uh, got to race it but i i was i was i was in disbelief that they got that far into the program and that it didn't rain earlier in the night you know down here uh you know it's just pop-up showers and you never know when it's going to rain or for how long it's going to rain but um particularly that night uh the final night for the outlaws there at volusia that rain was a huge storm brewing out of the gulf of mexico shooting all the way across the northern half of the state in a northeasterly direction. And it looked everything but not for that that, that thing was going to rain out. So, yeah, um, a full, complete program I read, and uh, I think they chalk it up uh, as, as what it was. I don't know how they stack points up uh, after a rain out like that, but um, just an impressive effort. Apparently the folks of Dirt and the World of Outlaws got together uh, with the rain in the forecast all week long, and they were putting their heads together to establish a plan to try to get all they could of that program in, and, and it was an impressive effort. I think they started a little bit early, and they thrashed, and they thrashed, and they thrashed, and that thing moved through very, very quickly, being able to get all that program in before the rains came. Well, they're coming back in March. You think that, you know, why not run the race make, then? Just make it up. Just make it up. Right. When they come back right? in Right. I mean, you know, their next stop is two weeks from now there. Um, uh, I I don't know why why they they wouldn't do that, uh, but cool. that, other than maybe they get into issues with uh, having to issue rain checks maybe. Cole, Cole just of, said on, on our chat room, he said they're running the dash and the A-Main before the March 5th show. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, because they, they, oh, they, they deemed it a complete that. program, yeah. and, you know, they're, they're not handing any uh, gate receipts, uh, gate yeah. refund checks well, back to the a, fans. That's a, so. that's a, that's a, 
that's a win-win for the right. world of outlaws. There you we go. don't have to give you your money back, and we'll still run that A main. That's as they should do it. Yep, that's what they should do. It, right. Yeah. So. Hey. Anyway, uh, but uh, yeah. Scotty, do what you, were you saying? Scotty, let me ask you this: Do you think Donnie Shots could win the championship this year? Because man, man, at the end of last year, he was so fast. At the end of last year, and and he started off this year, and he's been really fast. I I, I think Donnie Shots has a shot at winning the championship this year. You know, I flash back to when I was on with you guys last week, and I thought uh, I made mention about him you know, passing the torch as I did a few minutes ago onto the new era. But uh, at his age, uh, to be that competitive and uh, just be on a rail night in and night out, I I think that, that he does stand a good shot. Do I think he will? Uh, no, uh, because there are the likes of Macedo and Gravel and Sweet that you're going to have to contend with night in and night out that are – they're, every every night that they unload, they're on a rail. Um, and so, you know, I, I mean, it reminds me of what I was uh, talking to young Ryan Timms about the other night. You know, uh, so far as the level of talent that you have to deal with night in and night out with the world of outlaws, you know, Ryan, Ryan was uh, having to run B mains, and I think he only locked into one out of four or five shows there, and so four shows. And – um, yeah, he, he, as youngsters with a lot of talent sometimes do, uh, he gets down, you know, on himself a, a little bit easily. And, you know, I, I made mention, uh, well, I, I just reminded him not to get down on himself, but I was talking to Jimmy Jones, his crew chief and saying, you know, you, you have to understand, he has to understand, you know, he's been driving by people like they're sitting still his whole young career but right when you step it up into this level of competition it's not the uh, same you're going to be humbled night in and night out and you're not going to be driving by people like they're sitting still and so no matter how humbling and frustrating it is for ryan uh, or was this past week it's just a product of of what you're out there running against and uh, you just, you know, uh, not that he even thinks about it now, but it's just quality, quality seat time for him, priceless, you right, know. So, right. With that being said, Scotty, uh, every time that he's out on the racetrack, he's running some he's of the fastest times of anybody else yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just a phenomenal talent. You know, I mentioned a while ago, Buddy Copeboyd being the top of the list of uh, some very young, talented young men coming up. Well, Ryan Timms is next on the list, and uh, if one uh, Gavin Bochelle out of the state of North Carolina was a little bit older, I might even could put him next on the list. But, uh, you know, um, Ryan Timms is just a phenomenal talent. He's fun to watch. He's learning every night, and uh, he's he's definitely got a lot of wins in his future, and uh, he'll be one to watch. And by the way, mentioning young Gavin Bochelle, a happy birthday to him yesterday. And he uh, he was bebopping around Volusia there the other night. I got to visit with him and his dad. And then uh, the last two nights, he's been down in um, New Smyrna competing with uh, uh, the stock car pavement boys down there running a uh, pro late model. And uh, I think uh, 
Last night he pulled off a top 10, and the night before I fell asleep before the feature ended, but he was running top 10. So just a couple of phenomenally talented young men that uh, a lot of people are going to be wanting to keep their eyes and ears peeled on because you'll be hearing a ton of them in the next few years. Yep. Steve just chimed in. He said Shots is running a late model tonight at Volusia. There you go. Uh-huh. Hey, yeah. we got non-wing well, sprint cars over at Volusia tonight, too. Tonight and tomorrow night before going to Bubba this yeah. weekend. Yeah, yeah, it'll be. Uh, and the All Stars yeah, are at East Bay tonight too. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, that's where I'm loaded up and ready to head down, and I'll head down to East Bay and do the All Star stuff. But man, those non-wing cars on the uh, on that great big half mile, boy, that kind of makes you bite your lip. That's uh, frightening. Frightening. Very so fast. It, it should be a. Yeah, very fast. It should be a good show and. Brady Bacon will kick off his 2023 season coming in. You're defending, what, four or five-time, four-time four, four USAC champion. champion. And so, um, yeah, the cars and stars of the USAC Sprint Car Series will be at Volusia tonight and tomorrow night. And I'll be able to catch them uh, Friday and Saturday coming up this week at Bubba as, as soon as I get done with uh, uh, East Bay down there. I'll do um, – I'll do the All-Stars tonight, tomorrow night, and then I think they're off on Wednesday. And then uh, Thursday, the king of the 360s for three days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, starts at uh, East Bay. And I'll catch Thursday night's program of the king of the 360s, and then I'll be able to shoot up to Bubba at Ocala and uh, catch a couple of nights of USAC non-wing sprint car action. And on that note, being I know that you guys are wonderful about um, – allowing me to acknowledge wonderful people. Um, you know, it was tough to be able, you know, I'm down here, it's all sponsor driven and I'm down here, uh, to do Facebook lives and updates and, and whatnot. And very, very limited on what we could do at Volusia with the, uh, internet, uh, little to none there, not being able to post anything. So pretty excited tonight to be able to get down to East Bay and start hammering out some Facebook lives to put up on the racing book racing boys page and uh we'll be putting them up all week long for any of you listeners we'll just be doing what we do you know walking up on drivers uh catching a impromptu word with them and uh very casual as it always seems to be and we'll try to catch the uh post-race winners from every night's race and an opportunity as i said to acknowledge some wonderful people that uh made it able made it possible for me to get down here and do it namely Messiah Valley Transportation, Tony Stewart with the Stewart House, Tony Stewart Racing, Centralia, Missouri, Ryder Mac Racing, New Mexico Septic Systems, uh, uh, Kyle and Brittany McCutcheon, Ryder McCutcheon, another young and uprising star that you're going to want to pay attention to. He is all but, uh, I think, 12 years of age, and uh, mm-hmm. he's the 2020 Cruiser Class champion at Botto speedway and uh he won that cruiser championship at 11 years of age and now he's like 13 12 and uh wow what a phenomenal talent as well as uh glenn Styers racing and uh so also my old buddy danny smith with same day auto and tire down there in uh tulsa oklahoma i had an opportunity to talk with danny about my sled the other day and he told me to limp it on up there, and we'll get her straightened out. Well, fortunately, maybe hopefully we won't have to uh, utilize Danny, and we can get it straightened out before I get up there. But if not, 
I'll be shooting out of here next week and head straight to same day auto and tire five locations to serve you in the Tulsa area. All right. Scotty, we appreciate you taking the time to join us here on the show today, bud. Oh, by the way, Justin Ooh. Grant won the championship in the non-wing sprint cars for USAC last year. Brady finished second. And, and it's going to be on Dirt Vision tonight, not uh, Flow. That's right. was was Flo, not, Flo, was not a defending USAC's champion. Got I stand corrected. Cole just said USAC is airing on Dirt Vision and not Flow tonight. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Well, there you have it. Right. Meanwhile, I'll have my hands full and eyes full and ears full of uh, East Bay Raceway All Stars competition. Hey, Scotty, did I tell Hopefully you I drove? Did I did I tell you I drove straight through from Daytona to Kansas City the other night? I figured you would chomping at the bit to get home to that sofa for my Chiefs Super Bowl. I knew you would. I'm glad you made it home safe, and I'm uh, I'm I'm uh, grateful to. Spend a little time with you over there in Daytona Beach, and thanks for all your all's help. And thanks again for uh, allowing me to put uh, put my stuff up on your platform on the Racing Boys page. And never ever want to forget my old buddy Todd Surprise and all the help that he provides in in doing these things, and all the help that he provides with you guys. Such a great asset to the Racing Boys as he has been for God now what. 11 years. years, 10 years, 11, 11 years. years, 11 years, 51, 50 rock on Todd surprise. God been, bless you, brother. We been, love you. Been a long time. I appreciate those kind words. We played your interview on Saturday track talk. Matter of fact, we appreciate you getting those couple interviews. We, we played a couple. Oh, good deal. You know what? I'm curious. Did you get the uh, yeah. first feature interview from Carter Ashel? Um, from the twin features the other night. No, I don't think so. Wow, he dropped the ball on me. Well, we recorded one uh, with David Gravel, and oh. uh, ever had every intent. He said he was going to send it to you, but uh, right. we didn't get it. Did not happen. We got the gravel interview. We got the, gra- we got the gravel, and then the two you and Scott did. And we played all those, so that worked out pretty good. But. Right. Well, I did. Uh, I did one with uh, Gravel after he won the first one the other night as well during the rain delay, oh, yeah. and I was hoping to get that up. Well, to we you. got but the, the we, we got the second one after after he won them both. Yeah, at the very least, I was able to sneak over there and steal that one from him before I hopped in the sled and came on back to Gainesville the other night, for sure. Well, we appreciate all those kind words. I appreciate that, Scotty. Yeah, be, be careful down yeah, there, my really man. Be careful. Limp, that, right, th- limp sure. that limp that, old thing home, Scotty. Well, hopefully I won't have to limp it home. I'm going to limp it down to Tampa, and we're going to put it up on this uh, on rack, the rack tomorrow, and they're going to get it up on that uh uh, alignment machine and see if we can help it out a little bit. Straighten that boy on out. Right. I'll bet they get you fixed up. And yeah, and that again, that'll be uh, uh, courtesy of uh, Dayton Andrews Jeep Chrysler GMC in Pinellas Park, Florida. Thank you so much, Taylor Andrews. Looking forward to seeing you down there in a couple of hours. And uh, thanks to Sport and Melissa Allen. For getting me connected up with him, you know, again, racers looking out for racers, man. It's just a wonderful thing. Yeah. All right, Scotty. Thanks so much, buddy. I appreciate you. Sounds good. Love you guys. We'll talk to you soon. All Thanks, right. Scotty. We'll see you later, buddy. All right. We'll see you. Bye bye. Did you see the free advertising that that Rally House was getting last night on some of the coverage on the news networks? 
the one of the managers at the rally house got on TV and said, "Okay, just for everybody, I want to let you know we've got all this, <laughs> and this, and this available." And he went right, if we run out, we've got more gear. coming in in a he, couple of he, days. He went into <laughs> he went into full broadcast advertiser mode. Right in the middle of the live broadcast, it was great. Oh, I saw that, Kirk, and they and they stayed open pretty late last night. I would have give if I was the owner of Rally House, I'd give yeah. that manager a bonus for Al, getting ab- that free ad on there. Like, Absolutely, how did he get that on there. They were talking to him because they were interviewing. They were doing the interview about how they were going to have the shirts and everything. And boy, he he went right from that right into salesman man, and it was like he was used car pedaling. Like he, I mean, it was a quick turn, and he got a free ad on TV. I mean, it was it was great. I. Soon as you said that, Kirk, I thought that was I remembered that from last night and thought that was funny. You know, they were busy last night. They stayed open. They were open last night. All a lot of the rally houses and a lot of the dicks and stuff. They, oh, they were. Yeah. Late night last night. And, yeah. and, and they wanted to make sure everybody knew that if we run out, never never fear, we've got more coming we've in. We got right more away. coming away. I mean, that dude, <laughs> he had his he knew exactly what he had his fifteen seconds and he was gonna let it fly, boy. It, it was that was pretty good. I, I enjoyed that. You know, uh, Cole said that uh, TSR Tony Stewart Racing changed motors twice, uh, the first three shows. On uh, Donnie what, Schott's car was that on Donnie Schott's car, Cole? I'm just I'm curious if that was on his car or not. I'm not I'm not sure about that. Mm. We'll check on it. Yeah. But Donnie Schatz had a fast race. You know, we down. get the thing that the great thing about this show is, is that our people that listen to this show bring us information all the time. Yeah, it's a great and thing, a, and, and most of it is good information. It's really good. Yeah. Hey, uh, well, this is I'm a little so, late, hey, Tammy. I am so sorry that your team lost yesterday. Just so you know. Just a little late coming, but it was like three, four months ago. But our good friend Steve Griswold, who uh, we counted on for so many years, helping us with the Racing Boys live coverage from the Chili Bowl. Our studio. And whatever. (laughs) Won an Emmy Award a few months ago. Congratulations to Grizz. We're going to get Grizz on this week or or next week. We need we need to get him on. People don't get him on. People don't realize what he what, has done a lot for us. Yeah, I mean, from all the way down to re restringing cable ends and putting ends on cables to basically getting the whole video before we had Roger down there as our producer. Steve, Steve was the Steve guy. Steve was the guy and he he does this stuff and so he wins this award for outstanding technical team. For the and he wins this Emmy and it was for the college football national, national championship, championship game yeah. for ESPN. Stephen this was Grisner. last year. This was Alabama last year. and Georgia. Yes, sir. And uh, he does for video. ESPN. ESPN. So Steve, you know, he used to work for TNT. He did all the the professional football or basketball games. Steve and I met when uh, he was just a cameraman down at Metro Sports. Yeah. And that was that was probably twenty years ago. Yep. No, that was ninety eight. Is what year that was? Nineteen ninety eight. Steve's been working. A lot of people don't know that Steve did a lot of the Royals 
He had a lot to do with the Royals broadcast. He did you know. our first two Chili Bowls. He did our first two Chili Bowls, but, you know, he was – when you would watch the TNT broadcast of the um, of the um, playoffs of the f- basketball games, that was his – you know, that was one of – he was – his team was one of the ones covering certain ones, and I talked to him one day about how he does his flights. He has, a, he has an open ticket with Southwest and Delta, and it's a – quick board ticket that you get for the whole year it works for the whole that whole season you run through the quick boarding process he doesn't have to go through everything he can bring all of his camera gear in i mean it's it was pretty cool deal he was showing me how all the uh, the credentials that he has to have to he's a good guy to get through thing and and let me tell you about super smart and also really smart but also the most caring person as far as understanding how people try to do something like i mean there's some people in the world that are in this business they're only driven one way to get this thing done no matter what but right. griswold was one of those guys that will listen to you sit you down talk with you and let you know hey this is what we're thinking this is really all we're wanting don't let this get to you you know so you could tell this dude had ran a team and for him to to get this award it's to great, get an man. emmy for him and his team yeah well deserved yeah just no well deserved Hey, I want to remind everybody about what's going on up at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. They're giving away a 2023 Z06 Corvette with the Z07 Performance Package. It's a pearl white Metallica tricoat color. And they're also going to give you $25,000 in cash to help pay for the taxes. And they're going to be giving that car away on August 19th, 2023. This car has a 760 horsepower motor. 5.5 LT6 V8 goes from 0 to 60 in 2.6 seconds. 8 speed automatic. Kirk, this is a little too much car for you, I think. You don't think I can handle it? I, I we, we watched, what was he driving out there at Kansas Speedway that day? It was the top line Ferrari. A Ferrari. He, it was the top line. It was a too. Ferrari, wasn't it? Yeah. Matter of fact, the Ferrari that it. Kirk drove was one of the Ferraris that was wrecked. And why they stopped doing that uh, exotic car experience. Somebody wrecked a car. One right. of the Ferraris. But so, yes, right. uh, this car. This has got an all-aluminum cylinder block casting with small block uh, engine family. It's a, a, a signature 4.4 uh, inch, 11.76 millimeter bore spacing, dual coilover springs, uh, 460 foot-pounds of torque. At 6,300 RPMs, um, it, it's got the big brakes. It's got the big wheels on it. It's got everything. Yeah. It's, this is a race car. You'll folks. see when you see this car on the road. Like if you see the year before, don't get this confused with that one. This one's a completely different car. They're both very, you know, the car they gave away last year, the blue one. That was a very high, high end car. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but this but one this is, is a beast. This, this is, is a, the biggest. This is a different animal. What I you're looking at? I don't think they've taken delivery of this yet. No, uh-uh. and this is um, this thing I here. I don't know if they have. I don't think not. they have. I don't. I I believe when Bob talked to us, he said it was going to be closer. He'll have. They'll have it by time the drawing for sure. Well, it, they when the racing season opens up. Yeah, I think that was when it have it up there. But there's been a couple. I've seen. I've only seen one of these cars in Kansas City on the highway. This exact, not this exact, not the white one. But I saw one like this, and like you said, they look similar from behind and in, and in your rearview mirror. Mid-aging. But Mid- when you get on next to them, the driver's side door is kind of the the key tell 
from the outside. It has a different look. If you see that first picture yeah. we're looking at, that that's a little bit of a different look than what they used to have. And so that that's your telltale sign, that little part right there in the car. When you're pulling up beside it on the highway, that's when you can tell that that's what looks a little different compared to last year's model. So don't think that all the Corvettes you see out there on the highway is this one because it isn't. This one here is yeah, one into itself. Yeah. Uh, go to when there's a's, not a lot of these that were made. No, no, right, that, right. this is very limited. Right. Go to when a Z06 Corvette at that. That's when a Z06 Corvette.com to. Register. The drawing is August 19th. That's one week after the Knoxville Nationals this year. And the proceeds go to a great cause, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. Again, that is winaz06corvette.com. Winaz06corvette.com. All right. What do you think, Kirk? Uh, thinking about uh, if I'm going to try to go down to that parade on That's, Wednesday. So we all, I mean, I'm going to have to talk? feel a little bit better before I go. Well, down here's there. the reason why it's going to be good is it, we got two, we got a storm front going to come in tomorrow and it's going to pass. And then we're going to have a really nice day Wednesday. And then we have another storm front on Thursday. So what, what's the temperature supposed to be on Thursday or Wednesday? Wednesday it's supposed to be nice talking forties. So wow. we're, it's not going to be anything like we've experienced. It was this, so cold oh, last gosh. year, man. It was terrible. I told my the wife, last time they had a parade. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was terrible. You didn't go. I didn't go to I, that one. I, was, I went to the Royals when they had theirs. I did, too. I went to the Royals yeah. and the Chiefs. So the thing that's going to be a little different this year is some of the schools have already planned. Um, a lot of the school districts are off on Wednesday. Uh, they scheduled this as a teacher in service day. Now they're giving the teachers the day off already so that they can go to Let the parade. Let the students go down there So and the enjoy students it. were already going to be out. Like Zach, he had Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Zach was already off of school anyway because of how this and so i've already saw some of our local news say uh this school district is not coming in on when there's just not going to be enough people in there so why even have it right so what that's going to do is you you remember how big the last the last one was oh man it was so big this one's going to be off the chain because it's our second it's our second one the weather is really good and we have a big celebration People don't realize this. This year, we don't stop. We go right into the draft here in a few months. Right. That'll be a big event. At, a, at, at, at Union Station. At Union Station, where they're yeah. going to have this giant party tomorrow. That's so, late, Wednesday. A, a, late April, right? Yes, sir. So it's going to be, it's a little different what's going to be happening, you know, down, you know. And if you don't think, I've already seen, you're going to start seeing the Lear Jets rolling in the next few days. Uh, the air show? No, f- people for the parades and wanting to be part of this oh, yeah. celebration. The, 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 you know, the Paul Rudds, the Eric Stone Streets, all these actors that are from Kansas City area, all these guys fly in to be part of this thing because when you're real rich, <laughs> that's what you can, you know, you, you that's what you do. Don't know anything about that. So you, that's what I'm saying. So these guys. This this I don't know if you saw they were partying the Chiefs party until 5 a.m. when the NFL Network went live on the air this morning when the the replay of the broadcast of the Super Bowl went off the air the Chiefs were still drinking and partying and lighting cigarettes at 5 a.m. with Travis Kelsey leading the leading the charge that was at 5 a.m. this morning 
They showed him on the – No, they the guy that was doing the NFL broadcast said, "I look, I just left the, the Chiefs party. He said, it's still going on. Uh, he goes, that's literally – it's 5 a.m. here, and it's still going on. And the Chiefs are still – some of the Chiefs players are still partying. Why now. shouldn't they? You've got to take – this right. it doesn't happen. Right. This kind of thing does not happen, and and you know as well as I do. We've talked a lot of football today, haven't we? Well, we well, knew this was going to happen, and we've been talking it all year. Right. We knew this. This is the last weekend for football. It's a big deal in our city. Yeah, it's it, big, is. it is. <laughs> it is. And and like you said, racing season. If it'd be different if we were in the middle of racing season, man, we're talking about. Yeah, there's floor, not a lot going on right it, now, and it rained out. So we we talked all the racing we could pretty much get in the in. Right. So we next were, week at this time we'll be talking about the Daytona 500, absolutely, and whatever else is going on. Who's going to win the Daytona 500, Kurt? Another surpriser, I thought. Uh, who I want to win and who's going to win? Who thinks going to win? How about Kyle Busch? He's never won it before. Driving the eight car. Yeah, why not? I could see that. I could see that. I happen. could see that. I yeah. could see a person that doesn't supposed to win these races win it because that's how it works. Oh, that usually happens. And I could see Travis Pastrana freaking somebody out and maybe qualifying and winning the not winning but being. He won't win. He's in a real ride this year, man. Not a not a fake ride. Kyle's just happy they let him out of Mexico, right? With his gun charge. Who? Kyle, Kyle Bush. Oh, he, he got a gun charge down there in Mexico? They called it. They, he they traveled across the border and checked his uh, luggage and uh, he, had a, he had a weapon in it. Loaded gun. This is back in January. Well, you know what? Those guys need a loaded gun. They find him, they find him what, $1,000, yeah. but also sentenced him to three years in jail, but they let him go. They let now, him go, but he did get the sentence. I'm thinking that. You know, there was a little bit of money changed hands there to <laughs> make, that, make that jail sentence go away, don't you think? Yeah. Could you imagine, though? I remember, you know, every once in a while you'll see a, a, a star jump on a, a commercial flight when they're usually used to book and private. And Eddie they Van, have a gun and on And they have a gun. Eddie Van Allen got caught twice at LAX, and he's like, man, I forgot. He goes, look. You don't believe them when they say they forgot yeah. that gun was in there, do But you? when no. they fly private every flight, and then, you know, last minute the manager says, hey, we've got to catch this commercial flight to such and such before we can catch our flight because it's going to be our jets waiting for us. Right. And, and he jumps on the – and it happens more than you think, you know. I mean, it, I, I'm i like Kirk. I didn't believe all that stuff. But then when you see how these guys, you know – um, also, the Chiefs are should be rolling into town like right now. They, their plane should be landing at KCI right now. There's going to be a big crowd. Up and there. if people don't know that um, if you are coming to Kansas City soon, this is this will be one of the last weeks for the old airport. Yeah, the, when is the new terminal? The 28th. Oh. Wow. So this is it. My uh, my wife and my son are flying to a baseball recruiting uh, trip in, um, next week. And they'll fly home on Tuesday, and I believe the following Monday morning will be the grand opening of the new one. So, if you're coming into Kansas City, don't let our hotel, I mean our uh, airport, reflect on what our hotel, our city represents right now, because the new one, this the old one is run down right now. Let me tell you, it looks like Bunker City up there. They've got things in storage containers. Just They're not refilling pop machines because it's this is it. They're at the end right. of the month, right? There's no reason no to, to do it. No, and the new one has already rolled in. So yeah, if you guys do come into Kansas City, just know that 
this isn't really what the new terminal. Yeah, out. we we aren't represented by this ter- by the old by the old one. The new one's going to be. No, I never had a problem. With no, that. no, it there, it had nothing to do with how bad the the plumbing had went. It's the same reason why the Royal Stadium has to be replaced. People complain that Royal Stadium looks so great and everything. People don't realize this concrete stuff's been around since 1971. Then when they started pouring this 73 when it opened. Well, what about Arrowhead Stadium? Arrow, it's been there 50 years. Arrowhead had a really big upgrade, and they're and they're they did uh, several years ago. And they well, so did Kaufman Stadium. Yes, but the way that the 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 plumbing and the way the electrical that's ran in Arrowhead is different. They want that stadium downtown. They and you're going to have. Here's what's happening. They're, it's going to cost more to refix that the the electrical and the plumbing. We don't want to be one of those stadiums like the the A's where you have toilet water leaking into the dugouts. You yeah, know that's the problem what, is Todd. It costs a billion dollars to build these stadiums. Yes, now we're going to find that money. Well, that's that's part of doing business as a professional sports league nowadays right sports they're gonna ask the taxpayer to pay for well regardless whatever i don't i mean this is just what it is man if you want to be pro it is what it is if you want to be a pro you got to play and pay i mean that's that's you know we were all sucking it up when we were down there at the world series uh you know thing and now that we're not winning we don't want it no more it's it's ebb and flow and i think uh i think we're gonna have a new stadium downtown i'm not a big fan of downtown stadiums i hate parking downtown yeah, because that's going to be the issue. Yeah, parking. Parking's going to be terrible. And what will happen is, once the Royal Stadium's gone, they'll flatten it. Chief Stadium will be rebuilt where Royal Stadium was set in the new Chief Stadium, and they'll flatten the old Chief Stadium. That's what'll happen. You think they'll they'll get rid of Arrowhead? Yeah, and it'll be just how they do, like and build a brand new one out there in the same parking lot. Why just, would you build it there? Because they have all that land now that the Royals are gone downtown. I, I don't want my. T- uh, 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 football stadium downtown no that's what i'm saying no that's, i mean uh you wouldn't want it out by the speedway either right well no why yeah. would we want it over in kansas yeah, but there, there's, kansas put up the kansas, money to do it kansas put up well, a big missouri Kirk, what state do you live in i live in missouri well why would you want to give your, your stadium away to kansas i never said i wanted to i'm just saying what i think's going to happen yeah there's going to be big money being pushed and then oh, for sure because, I mean, Kansas City, we already know that. I mean, the Kansas, Kansas governor and has already said, look, Kansas City's on both sides of the state line. We can still call them the Kansas City Chiefs. We got a Kansas City and Kansas City. I'm Kansas. still just partial to them being Missouri, Missouri lost out when the Speedway was built. Yes, sir. So don't let them lose it again. Here, here's another thing what they lost. This is a phenomenon only that's going on. I, I mentioned it to Kirk couple weeks ago during the playoffs so when i come home from kansas from from the racing boys studios i come home 435 coming from the northland 152 152 so i I get off and the first exit to people that live around here or if you've been to the racetrack around town is walcott drive exit which takes you to the to lakeside speedway ever since kansas passed the legalization of betting on your phone it was crazy out there yesterday people come from missouri and as soon as their phone gives them the option to start batting, because you're locked up in Missouri because it's not legal there right yeah, now. Right. So in Kansas, the first exit is Walcott Drive. So now what it looks like, it looks like a race is going on on Saturday football games. I can't imagine what college football season, baseball, or excuse me, basketball season is going to look like. But on Sunday, I drove by there, Scott. There were cars. Everywhere. Park, and everybody's placing bets. 
And what the funny thing is, the other half of the people are going to Missouri to buy their legal marijuana from Kansas. So you have people from Missouri coming to Kansas to place bets, and you have people from Kansas going to Missouri to buy their marijuana. It's the crazy. craziest. It's the craziest thing. It's crazy. But let me tell you, the bet if if I would have been a betting man and you'd have known that Kansas was going to allow that betting to go on, boy, you would have put a sign up out there to advertise exit here to place your first bet. You know what I'm saying? Because that I mean that's a that opens it up. You know, Cole said something here, and he always brings a a, a good thought. He says, "I don't want any." stadium downtown it kills the tailgate atmosphere yeah well and, and that's a sta- big part of kansas city the football stadium yeah is never and that's gonna be downtown. exactly like with kirk that's why i'm saying you don't want a football state baseball you don't tailgate nearly like you you know you're already at the baseball game all day right and you're eating and snacking and talking and it's not but hanging fo- out football tailgating my mom it's different you know rest her soul her and her sister and and all them they tailgated and a noon game, you were out there at 9 a.m. And they were tailgating from 9 a.m. until the third, ga- the second game. You know, they wait until the parking lot empties, so you're out there all day. So, right. yeah, tailgating, I, I agree. Tailgating gets killed when you're in a downtown area because they don't allow you to just light your barbecue grill up on the side of the road down right. <laughs> in downtown, you know. That's and not going to happen. If you've ever been to, to Arrowhead Stadium, the smells are amazing. It's just the whole parking lot just smells like barbecue. Barbecue. My friend started the barbecue grill one time. I had a pickup truck. He started the grill. The line was so long for a Raider game one time in the 90s. I had him jump in the back of my truck, get the grill going. And so he's getting the grill going while we're still driving into the stadium because it's like we're not going to get in here in time. People don't realize how many people barbecue out there at the stadium. I mean, it's, and $60 to park. Yeah, it's a different, different game now. Yeah, for sure. $60. And you can't pay at the – and you park. have to pay prepay on your phone or have a phone. I mean, it's it's not – No. Everything's different now. Very expensive. Very to expensive go, game. To go to any NFL game. $6,000 to go to watch the game last night. That was the ticket prices. If you called the How ticket, much? six grand for the Chiefs. So the Chiefs got a certain amount of tickets, and they released those to their – season ticket holders and then that doesn't guarantee everybody you know you're in a you're in a lottery to get that to get that so only a certain amount of people got that but the ticket packages that included that didn't include your hotel or anything that just included your game day experience was five thousand eight hundred and some dollars you still had to pay for your flight and your hotel they showed all those celebrities in the crowd at the Super Bowl yesterday. That six thousand bucks is a drop in the well, bucket. Well, that's the thing. We're at that point now right. where the regular guy doesn't watch the game. It's it's the uppity ups that are at the attending it in live. I mean, you can't pay six grand. I don't think I'd go watch Eddie Van Halen play six for six grand if I knew he was going to die the next day. I still couldn't come up with six grand. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's Cole, yeah, but if you, if you Cole made... said, I, I got to say what Cole said here. He says, I swear I put on weight just walking through the smells <laughs> as we walk through the uh, tailgate party at Penn State games. I, that's how it works. Yeah. That's how it works. And let me tell you, if you go there hungry at a Chiefs game or any of these people that do these tailgates, they're friendly people out there, man. You could get 
people will give you food. There's so much food, man. People are like, hey, right. come on over, grab a burger, grab whatever. It's it's fun. I'd like to come out your way and uh, check out Port Royal Speedway. That's not too far from Penn State Stadium, is it? No. I think it's right down there. Port Royal's on my bucket list. Well, you guys are talking about making some trips this year. I, I imagine you'll be making the trips up to the uh, I, I, East Coast I want to go year. to PA Speed Week. That's what I want to do. That'd yeah. be cool. We can yeah. do go this. To Williams Grove. Port Royal, Sealands Grove, Lincoln, Baps, Grandview. They go to Grandview. I think so. Mm. Hagerstown, which is not really. In they say they're Pennsylvania. The, I think they the, go the there tracks too. are not more than ninety miles apart. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the best part about it. You don't have to drive that far to right. between stops. You've yep. done that. You've you've gone from Williams Grove to Sealands Grove. I've driven from Daytona to Kansas City. <laughs> No, I'm talking about the difference between the distance of the tracks. And no, Pennsylvania. I've done that, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, folks, thanks for everybody for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Um, can't wait to uh, do it all over again next week. Kirk, we're going to be doing track talk on Saturday morning, right? We will. We'll be talking about what's going on at Daytona, which uh, there's no on-track activity at all until they go to qualify the cup cars on Wednesday night. That's the first time we're going to see cars on the track. That's the most stupidest thing I've ever heard. The duels on Thursday night. You got the truck race on Friday night, Xfinity on Saturday, and then the Daytona 500 on Sunday. Two practice sessions after they run the duels. They're going to have a practice session on Friday and then another one on Saturday before the Daytona 500. That's silly, isn't it? Well, it's not what we're used to seeing down there. Years past, we've they're saw, trying like, to save the team's money. That's I what they're so. doing. Yeah. But we at least saw practices before they qualified and ahead of the duels in the past. But uh, the first time we're going to see cars together on the racetrack are the duel races on Thursday night. Yeah. All right. Thanks everybody for tuning in to Mostly Motorsports. It's all been brought to you by Rod and Supply. Uh, again, featuring the. Uh, Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints, and uh, we'll be talking about them as the season goes on. I'm not sure, I'm not sure exactly when they're going to kick off their season. April 29th at Central Missouri Speedway. CMS. Yeah. Okay. Good. The last day of the draft here in Kansas City. That's when they're opening up at CMS. All right. Thanks everybody for tuning in. I want to thank uh, Todd Surprise and my partner Kirk Elliott for uh, being a part of the show. And uh, we'll see you next week right here on Mostly Motorsports. It's all been brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. stronger with rod and supply whether you are running industrial farming equipment or race car rod and supply has the assortment of rod ends radius rods and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better giving you the edge on the track and saving you money 
Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com. Serving the racing community for over 30 years.